0: on this episode melodica's mosquitoes instant coffee versus coffee nerds and men's bathroom odor welcome to the almost there adventure podcast Your hosts, Severia Tilden, Jeff Hester, and Jason Fitzpatrick. Just a quick disclaimer uh, for this episode. The, the first segment, our interview with PB, was recorded way back in late January, and our coffee test was late February before any lockdown or any of that happened. Um, we have been practicing social distancing on all of our current interviews uh, over Zoom and all of that, but these were recorded before the lockdown, before um, you know coronavirus or any of that happened. We just want to let all of you know that. So you don't get mad at us.
1: Thank you. Here's Out of the Shadows. This song is um, on the Mile, Mile and a Half soundtrack uh, that we did with the Muir Project. And it's also on Outside In, which we recorded outside. This one's just right here. Yeah. All right.
2: Summer light, summer light, summer, drifting up, drifting to distort the sky. Reflect the sun, rising up to bring the light out of the shadows, into the morning light. I still hear your voice echoing through the stars. Electric light, electric light Glowing in the dark Blue horizon Hear a voice step outside A hollow heart An empty mind I wake up, there's a voice Singing, I wake up to An echoing Coloring the starry sky Rising up To bring the light Out of the shadows Into the I still hear your voice Echoing through the starry sky Out of the shadows Into the morning light I still hear your voice Echoing through the starry sky Out of the shadows out of the shadows, out of the shadows, out of the shadows. Summer light, summer light, summer, drifting up, drifting to distort the sky, reflect the sun, rising up to bring the light, to bring
0: So, so everyone, that was uh, P.B. of The Great Opus Orange. We are actually in his studio, and that is the song Out of the Shadows, which was actually a part of Mile, Mile and a Half, on the Mile, Mile and a Half soundtrack.
1: Co-written with Bernard Chadwick.
0: Yes, Bernie Chadwick of, of Loud Forest now. Of Loud Forest. And also Opus Orange from mm-hmm. Time to time, and, and yeah. a lot of other things. Um, well, thanks, thanks again for hosting us. This is actually we're in his studio as opposed to ours. So my, my pleasure. Yeah. Was, Welcome. Yeah, it's great to have you. It's great to have you. And and uh thanks again for, for being on the show a couple months ago and launching your album. That was great. And we wanted to dedicate a whole episode to your greatness and, and all that kind of stuff. Yikes. I know he doesn't he doesn't take compliments well. <laughs> well, I guess why don't we start with um again, we kind of met as, as, as a result of Mile, Mile and a Half. We, we met before Mile, Mile and a Half. Sometimes people think we just ran into you randomly on the trail, but that was actually planned. Um, we do say so in the movie, but still some people sometimes have that misconception. So right. we'll clear that up.
1: I do just show up. He
0: does just show up in <laughs> random places every, every once in a while.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we had even done a practice hike, if you remember. We did a, a very torturous hike up around Ohio. That was a good one. like 4,000 feet, like straight up, Uh which was, which was, and we got snowed on in May, which was, which was a trip, but, uh, that, that was our first time actually hiking together. Yep. Um, and again, as a hiker, like, and a musician, I guess my first question is like, how much, like, do you get a lot of inspiration while hiking and while being in the outdoors? Like how much of your, how does that work into your creative process?
1: Absolutely. Being outside is, is a giant inspiration and creating music outside, which most people don't really do we don't we don't get to experience that except by a campfire maybe when we're camping but really making and creating music outside of a studio outside of a club outside of a concert hall those are all kind of enclosed spaces but capturing music outside is is i think special and and, and rare and inspiring and it just sounds diff- different um especially when it's recorded outside um but but hiking has always been a part of m- my life and music has always been a part of my life and those two things are 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 intertwined i've always wanted to um uh, mu- musical instruments aren't f- the friendliest of uh uh to bring out into the back country um when uh, uh, i think it was 2010 when i first got this super light cheap ukulele i was like now i can actually marry these two because if you're backpacking you can't bring a guitar i mean you can but it's it's big it's big and bulky and heavy um but the uke was a revelation to me and like i've now i have like a a chord instrument that i could we can bring into the back country and make noise with that was, that, was, that was a revelation. It was nice. good.
0: Well, let's take it back. Like, when did you start hiking? Like, at what age were, do you, did you start getting into the outdoors? Did your parents do a lot of camping and that kind of stuff?
1: We did a lot of camping family style. And then um, I also did, um, like, I started canoeing and doing sort of backcountry canoe trips, multi-day camp by the river, pack your stuff in the canoe. Did a bunch of those as well as um backpack all through like i think it was junior high was my first um sort of multi-night thing
3: and, and pb where was this this was in northern california northern california yeah
1: oh. yeah along the trinity river up there beautiful it's nice. gorgeous um but yeah that the and like i i loved canoeing and you don't have to carry anything which is yeah. also nice no no definitely um, um, so yeah, that was that was kind of the start of just multi-day outdoor activity. It's good.
3: Uh, when did you start playing music?
1: Um, when I was seven, I started playing piano. Um, my my dad got my mom a piano for Valentine's Day because he thought it was romantic, like a piano. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, we don't know what to do with this, so they put my brother and myself to lessons. At, so I was seven, my brother was, in n- nine or ten.
3: Nice
1: yeah
0: <laughs> when did you decide like at what age were you like okay this is going to be my career this is this is going to be my life
1: the i i always loved it in junior high i really loved it and like from seven to junior high i just kind of like took lessons and didn't think much about it i i enjoyed composing my piano teacher encouraged com- composition as an outlet for me um which is i'm forever grateful for that um And then junior high, I was, was like a, I don't know. It just, it really sunk in how much I love, I love making music. And then through high school, I switched high schools, um, junior year to go to a better music program high school outside of Sacramento called Rio Americano and to be part of their, um, jazz ensemble, which was uh, one of the best in the, in the state, um, for sure. So it was, um, you know, I, I had, my first high school was right next door to where I lived, and now I'm driving 45 minutes to go to high school because of the music program. So that was junior, senior year. Looking into college, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. So I went to college at, at the Wheaton College Conservatory of Music to do classical piano and to do a bachelor of music degree, focusing on not a career, to answer that question, but focusing on learning the art form of classical piano as deeply as I could and being, you know, diving into that and not with the, with the idea of oh, I'm going to be a concert pianist or not with the idea of I'm going to be a teacher. It was literally just to learn the craft and the art of uh, as deeply as I could the classical repertoire for piano. Um, and then after that degree, i Didn't know what to do.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) I think
0: that's like most things creative though. Like if you go into it with this notion of like, I'm going to be rich or I'm going to, you know what I mean? You're going to be super successful at it as opposed to approaching it from a place of love and a place of like, you know, dreams and like a more pure thing. I, generally, you're probably not going to be really all this, that successful at it. I don't think, at least. I mean, there are obviously probably exceptions to that.
1: But. Yeah, I mean, these days people are very career-minded about what they, why they go to school, why they go to college, why they move to a city, whatever it is. They, it seems career, they're career-driven with those sort of educational choices. And these days there's plenty of schools to learn music for careers. They're geared towards Getting musicians possibly making a living, mm-hmm. um, but that's that that isn't what I was what I was there for. Right. So
0: they're more almost like trade schools. Yeah, th- yeah. I mean, there's plenty
1: of those. Yeah. 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 For sure, and they're great, and they get people working, and they get that's. I mean, that's great.
0: Yeah. So why don't we why don't we also then like transition from you come out of college, <laughs> you know, you have this, you know, you've been studying all this music, and you don't necessarily have a career path, or you don't have a whatever. How did you then get into doing the scoring and the, and, the, and the television? Well, Why don't we even start by saying what you do for a living now, and then we'll transition on how, to, how it started.
1: So I, I write music for uh, television and advertising and film. I, I, tr- I try to make that my day job as hard as I can. Um, and, you know, right after college, the, I graduated with a Bachelor of Music in Piano Performance, and there's no... nobody there's no jobs available for that. Um, and that's fine. I, I, that's what I signed up for. And I I knew that. And so I think, you know, for maybe a couple of years in Chicago, I did office work and temping for firms and (laughs) collating (laughs) papers and, uh, getting executives coffee, um, and going into the, um, the loop that the business district of Chicago and, Every day, and I had to pull my hair back in a ponytail so I looked presentable. And uh, anyway, I did that for a long time <laughs> until I I found um, uh, there was there's a, a composer named Mark Messing out of Chicago, and I I hung around his studio and I just like made myself present with him, um, and eventually, like I was learning. I didn't know anything about recording either. Um, I was learning. I'm um, watching him work the studio and just be available to help whenever I could. Eventually, he asked me to, you know, d- actually do stuff like write a write a piece for this film or record record him doing something. Or and I was learning about microphones and signal flow and production and Pro Tools and and recording and mixing and all the all that stuff. I just dove right into it. Then And that's when,
4: uh,
1: I mean, that's, that was how I learned. And a lot of people go to, like we were saying, they go to schools to learn music production. I just dove into music production to learn music production. And it was, it was hard. It was like trial by fire, really. If you don't know how to do it, you're, you don't do it. You can't do it. So I had to learn fast how to how to how to record and how to record well and what microphones do and what computer audio is and all that
0: nice um i just had a curiosity did you find much time to do outdoor stuff in chicago
1: chicago's uh, it's it's much more challenging than yeah california
0: no, yeah, and you know, I always find like a funny anecdote about Chicago and and the outdoor community or lack there is that if you recall, we had a, a mile mile and a half screening with like 50 people in Antarctica. We never had like an in theater screening in Chicago. Right, right, it was like the one big metropolitan area that we were never able. We had a couple of people try through our like crowd, you know, screening crowdsourced screening thing tug we were using, and and we were never able to sell enough tickets to even get one up and going. So it never played on a. big screen in Chicago
1: yeah it's hard to get out of Chicago um it Chicago is the city is is tight but then the suburbs just sprawl for miles and it's flat and you gotta you gotta like really drive far to get out or up to Wisconsin or like you you can get out but the city's it's a it's a giant sprawl of suburbs yeah um, before you get some outside, I mean, people run along the um, Lake Michigan and stuff, but, which is technically outside, but you're like right, right next to them. yeah next to the
0: buildings, yeah. in the city, and yeah. all of that. So then, when did you move back to California? Like how many years before Two, you came back?
1: In 2002, moved back to California and love it. I'm stuck here.
0: And and so I know him through Durand, who who many of you know from Mama and a Half. When did you meet Durand? And I know you guys started backpacking together. Was he sort of your road back into it, or were you doing it again before you met him?
1: Um, we, we made, we were, I was definitely doing it before I met Durand here, um, but we, I think it was 2006 or 2005 or so, we connected on the fact that we both liked doing this stuff, and we did the Lost Coast in Northern California Coast um, really spontaneously, and with matt bowen joined us it was just the three of us and like we just decided to do it and we did the it's a super long drive (laughs) yeah (laughs) up there but um yeah that so duran and i did the lost coast and we took our time and had a good it was it was awesome i mean you can fly through that trail because it's not that long yeah we took five days. Well, no, I know Jeff and I. <laughs> Jeff has a guide on
0: it, actually, on SoCal Hiker. Yeah,
5: yeah. My and, wife, Joan, yeah. and I, we yeah. did the Lost Coast Trail over four days, so three nights. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really, it was beautiful. It was spectacular. Yeah. We got really lucky, too. Yeah. Because I know, Weather. Jason, the first time you first were. First in- time
0: I did it was Wrath of God, and I was solo. And I, I think the, the hairiest river crossing I ever did was that. It was oh, like really? It was like above my waist. Flowing out into the ocean very quickly And I crossed it I don't know what I was thinking I think I was You know Now I would never do it I think that was You know I kind of only been doing it for a few years And I was younger And you're like No I'm going to do this You know And and I I don't know I was very dumb I did the whole thing from Shelter Cove Which is the middle All the way up and back And I did the back in like a day In those conditions When I should have just gone to like Petrolia Which is like There's a little town at the north end of it And I never even walked into that town And just like hitchhiked or or something back to my car. But instead, I decided to walk through a, a torrential downpour that, I mean, it was so bad that, like, like, roof shingles were ripped off of the roofs in Shelter Cove and everything. And I decided to hike along the ocean in that. I don't I don't It was not the smartest decision I ever made, that's for sure. But beautiful. But I did go back with my friend Starkey. And uh, we did it a few years ago. And, it, and uh, uh, we, I still have to do the southern half. I'd love, did you guys do the southern part or did you just do we the didn't. north? Yeah, the, the north is by far the more popular one. Yeah. But uh, have you done it, Severia?
3: I have not. I yeah. have the map. Yeah, it's, it's my inspiration box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on,
5: the, on the two hike list.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, no, it's great. One of these days, I have to go up and do the do the southern stretch.
3: So I'm curious, PB. So you said, you know, you really hadn't thought that much about doing music outdoors just because of the logistics of it, like backpacking, until you found the ukulele. So is that like sort of the beginning of just sort of the whole concept of making music outdoors? Or had you, had the seed been planted before that?
1: No, that that kind of was the beginning of for it for me. Um, I remember even on our pre-hike to the Muir Trail, to the um, to the Muir Trail hike, um, I I brought the uke and you know I think I I had an iPhone I was, and iPhones also opened up a technological possibility of recording well without having to bring that much stuff. So like I was like looking at you know the garage band I think and like trying to figure out how to be able to like be totally remote and record music well. So it was around it was around then and the, the ukulele and the iPhone and these compact portable things that you can bring with you into the back country on your back. <laughs> it's pretty great. What
0: we actually, of course, on the mirror, we had Durand, who's quite a accomplished sound recordist and whatever. So, yeah. he, he did an amazing job recording you guys. But, but I, what I loved it was like how you guys like you just pick up two sticks, you know, and, and you do a drum beat on one, yeah. and all you really brought was the uke and that little glockenspiel. Yeah, you know, and and you guys just, I mean, the amount of sound and just how great it was that you created just with those simple little tools and everything. It was it was so neat. Yeah, it was you, wonderful. you use yeah. what you've got. You yeah, know, you yeah. know
1: look, <laughs> yeah. look around and see what makes noise.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah. So when did you get the idea for the EP Outside In? How did that come
1: about? It, I, I think the, the same answer is, like, you know, getting an iPhone and a ukulele was, like, I wonder if I can really amp up the quality of a recording um, outside like a studio-quality recording. So, like, the idea really came around then of, like, Wow, it's pretty cool that things things are portable. Um, the outside in, um, we we have friends around the Golden Trout Wilderness um, that we we used to go to every year up there, um, and they have, um, and and this also, this sparked the capability thing. But the, they have so, some solar stuff with a converter thing, power thing that I don't really understand, but. That opened up. Hey, I can I can bring actual Pro Tools in a laptop and um, a a good microphone or two up to there and have power via solar and 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 quality mics and do that. Uh, you know, at a at a higher level than uh, than just uh, you know an iPhone, I guess. And so that that, that you know, having having that um, outlet, outlet with a you know literal outlet power was uh, an, an inspiration to like make it a reality and record it really well.
0: That's great. Well, why don't we listen to this? Is one of the songs that the, from the EP. So this is pre-recorded. He's not playing this live for us now. But why don't we listen to one of the songs? You want to maybe play uh, play Artificial Heart for us?
1: Yeah, totally. Right. And um, so all of this was recorded. Um, I, and and also being able to multi-track. It's not live. It's because I just had a mic. I think maybe maybe I had two mics, but multi-tracked with people, but at, all all outside. Um, eh, it's great. Yeah, it's fun. It was a lot of fun and challenge. And this is what it sounds like. <laughs>
2: And tonight in
0: That's just awesome. great. I mean, so amazing, and that you you were able to make it like sound so like rich and so whatever like in that environment. You know what I mean? Like outside of the studio, right? My,
1: that that was my that was my, you know, it was a goal and a challenge is to make that sound rich, even though like bring the studio outside. Yeah.
0: Now were you? Was some of that recorded next to a stream? I, I, maybe I just noticed it there's for the first wind, time, but I can hear. Oh, it's the wind, in the and okay. there is a stream. Yeah, and you could hear the birds. birds. You could hear the birds. So <laughs> <neat>. <laughs> yeah, that's just so neat. Probably mosquitoes up there. Yeah, yeah I can. So, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been a great. Little bzzz. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like that
2: and the all yeah. like slap <laughs> sounds in the background.
0: <laughs> it's just percussion, guys. It's percussion. It's supposed to be in there.
3: So was the whole album recorded in the same spot? Uh,
1: it. ish Ish? okay ish except for um it was was like within a i don't know a 50 yard radius okay um and then uh 21 years down was recorded at the lake mineral king right mineral king
0: oh yeah that's great we have a video of that yeah i believe somewhere Well, well we'll link to that again so you can see it it lives somewhere in the muir project uh Somewhere in our, <laughs> it's also on our years, and it's on YouTube. Yeah. So we we'll, 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 in the show notes check out where you can see that. That was awesome. fantastic. I think uh, I don't remember if I helped shoot that or not. Or I, I know Rick shot shot it. Yeah. I, I think Rick shot that. Yeah. I think you guys ditched the rest of us, and then you two went off and, and shot that. Yeah. Without
1: us. But that was that was the yeah. only one that wasn't in around yeah. around the golden trout.
0: Yeah.
3: And so PB for that song that we just listened to, how many musicians? How many singers? How many instruments? Sort of what what are we hearing all together?
1: That one was mainly me and Piper Denny and Emmy Reynolds. Um So, yeah, if I recall correctly, there was just three of us on that one.
5: Wow. And playing what? You know, obviously the guitar. Yeah, so
1: there's a guitar. There's a melodica. Melodica is also a great backpacking in instrument. because it's. What is a
5: melodica? Yeah. 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 I have like, no <laughs> idea. Yeah. I don't have
1: any lying around here, Um, but it looks like a... A keyboard that is that you blow through okay oh yes, 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 Okay, i, I, I
5: know what you're talking it's about it's
0: like now, a guitar yeah. with like a tube out of it but you're you but you're physically strings, blowing into right. it
1: and it sounds a little bit like an accordion
0: yeah ah. cool. i actually kind of thought you had like had one of those like you know the the little hand ones that you oh, used. Right. it kind of sounded like that a little bit right. you know yeah
1: so oh, there's a melodica cool. in there and there's also um a bucket bass you know what a bucket bass is? A wash tub basin turned upside down with yeah. a broomstick and a string. Mm-hmm. Seriously, so that wow. provides the low, the, ba- the bass. Yeah, and then also like the kick drum that is kind of going is uh, us just like stomping on the ground and nice. and, wow. and recording mm-hmm. that with enough low end so it sounds like a like a almost like a heartbeat kick drum. That's amazing
0: and the harmonizing is so great you guys yeah, yeah and it's piper and emmy yeah they have beautiful voices they're awesome
1: yeah. mm-hmm. and i think there's a little banjo too there's a banjo up at the camp there so yeah yeah Pull it you, out use what you've got yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly
0: yeah no that's super cool well let's hear let's hear another track from it what, what else let's play another one what are we going to play
2: Underwater in a diving bell Was it day or night I could not tell Underwater in a diving bell I think I see a little sunlight Underwater in a diving bell All the colors turn black and white Underwater in a diving bell the side of the Great Divide Underwater in a diving I'm tethered to you by a string Underwater in a diving bell Pull me up, you're everything Underwater in a diving bell
5: the bug there's the mosquitoes <laughs> <laughs> that's that was so great that's the, awesome. the sound is so rich yeah you know i'm amazed at what you were able to do
1: yeah it, it, thank you <laughs> it, i'm i'm pr- I'm proud of it too it was, it was fun to again bring the studio sort of the things that i've learned in the inside production wise bringing that outside yeah um
5: do you, do you have any visions of doing something like that again
1: uh not visions. I'm open to it. I I loved that I like set that challenge for this one like I'm I'm going to ch- ch- do this project completely outside using off the grid and do it really, you know, record it well with good people. By the way, that one had Bernie and Rachel Chadwick of Loud Forest and James Neal on the percussion with a barbecue grate.
0: Is that what that? So- I was going to ask that. What that sound was? As the a barbecue, barbecue yeah, grate yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so and wa- yeah. a
1: wash basin.
0: Yeah. Uh, so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what's next though. I mean, I, I love doing projects as I as I s- see them, and then being kind of done with it and doing the next sort of challenge. And
5: so, if something came up though, you'd be you now have the those tools in your arsenal.
0: You know, yeah, totally, knowledge. totally. Yeah. And, and just because this is, you know, an adventure and a hiking kind of based podcast, what do you estimate that your pack weight was carrying
1: this stuff up? up? <laughs> you know, I brought, I brought the little Martin here. This, this is, this is like a, it's like not quite as big as a normal guitar, um, but it uh, is lighter than, it's lighter than a normal guitar. And it's, so that, that one definitely was, I, I bring that guitar when I have the luxury and I know I'm like I'm just going to get there and power through a heavy pack. And with 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 the outside in, I was bringing XLR cables. I was bringing uh you know a little you know some decent good AKG 414s and a laptop and power supply. Um so those that I think even these days you can do a USB mic and skip a lot of that stuff. <laughs> and uh and I mean, you could do a USB mic and an iPad or something these days, probably. Um, but at at the time, I I wanted to record it in Pro Tools, so yeah. I, I brought the laptop. And nice. It it was it was it was heavy. Yeah, Heavier than necessary. Yeah, I'm but, sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: do you have any adventure goals coming up?
1: Uh, I I don't. <laughs>
3: That's a totally okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll, we'll 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 all try to do something. Try to get all of us up.
1: Yeah. I, I I like the spontaneous stuff. Yeah. Like if he calls and Yeah. I'll be like, Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I'm trying to think. Well we hiked we we you Rick and Durand and I did we did climb Cucamonga Peak, which is yeah, on the six pack last year. Yeah. Um I'm trying I think that was was that the last time we actually hiked together? And I then, think so. And then before that it was probably the where, where you recorded the um uh, twenty one years was oh yeah was, mineral king stuff yeah that might have been the last time we backpacked and that was probably a good four years ago. That was a while yeah. ago. Yeah. At least. So we gotta we gotta put something on the books for uh well since like none of us have done the southern half of the lost coast maybe we can uh I'm in so hey, maybe hey, maybe, yeah. maybe throw that out there oh, you know man. <laughs> yeah I'm in yeah so we can we could maybe give that a try. All right PB well uh so we're gonna play one more for us, right? Yep. And uh what's this tune called and, and where can we find it?
1: Uh this is called Radio Silence. It's from our Anatomic L P and um, this is going to be a stripped-down acoustic version that sounds a little sadder than the recordings. Great! I'm excited.
0: <laughs> I like to be
1: sad. Oh yeah, who doesn't like to? Who doesn't not like to be? Sad? I don't know what the question is. All right. <laughs>
2: i I'm alone, I'm right here in my radio silence So I'll just talk to myself or I'll scream out in defiance Cause there's a static, constant traffic, metal and plastic in my The sound of the snow. I got my wires crossed, my connections lost, just white noise on the line. You know, you know, you know, you know. I need the sound of the snow when I sink underwater. Hear the call of the siren. When I put my hands up to my ears All I want is radio silence Cause there's a static, constant traffic Metal and plastic in my head You know, you know, you know, you know I need the sound of the snow Got my wires crossed, my connections lost Just white noise on the line. You know, you know, you know, you know I need the sound of the snow Cause there's a static, constant traffic Metal and plastic in my head You know, you know, you know, you know I love the sound of the snow I need the loss of sound to come unwound And bring me back to you You know, you know, you know, you know I love the sound of the snow With the snow around it sounds like we are islands Now the we alone, let's turn on Radio Silence. Radio Silence.
5: Woo, that's awesome. So great, yeah. Hey, well, thank So you. Tell, tell us a little bit about what that song's about.
1: It's about it's about wanting that. It's about needing silence and about turning things off and turning electricity off and Unplugging. Unplugging. Yeah. That's a, that's what it's about. It's about the need for it, and the and uh, the snow, and the sound of the snow is, it's when you're in the snow in the woods, it's it's almost like a weird silence that you just can't. And I I think it's acoustically, it's like because it's, everything's being absorbed and there's no reflections of of sound coming back at you. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: Yeah, I I, I was it, I was thinking about those lyrics, the sound of snow and all of that, and I was thinking about how, uh, when I'm hiking, it takes me probably a couple hours before my my brain starts to come down, you know, and all the noise, all the static, and all the you know the overload, in my you know my mind just racing about all the things that I've been doing or that I have to do starts to kind of. Zen out, and mm-hmm. I and I feel like, oh yeah, I'm grounded. I'm here. You know, I'm in I'm in the world, and I'm enjoying this moment. I'm present. Yeah, and I think that's what that means to me. So
1: totally, uh, I think I think of hiking as a as a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, the repetition and the and the the zone that we get in when we maybe it maybe it takes a little. It can take an hour. It can take two hours. It can take you know whatever. But it, it, is, it is a kind of meditation where th- all the noise falls away. Yeah. And that's, that's a, it's a good place to be. Very
5: good.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: We like to start a lot of times when we lead backpack trips at the trailhead before we hit the trail. We just take 30 seconds of silence. Of silence. And just sort of try to let, because you know, usually when you're getting through, you're stressed and you're getting there and is everything in my pack and did I bring everything and did what am I forgetting? And there's just sort of a little bit of anxiety that happens before you hit the trail sometimes. And so we just try to make a point of saying, okay, like 30 seconds, let's just all deep breath, sort of let go all of the anxiety and all of the you know stuff that got you here right. and sort of like set that tone to hit the trail. Oh, that's, re- that's reset. A yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. With wow. Anything this else? has been yeah. great. This has been it's amazing. Been awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks again, PB. For thanks hosting, for having me for even like self engineering and everything. That's that's
1: incredible. <laughs> it's my <laughs> pleasure. Kind of thank you. Thank you.
0: We are by the lovely Los Angeles River next to the lovely five freeway. And uh, we're here to test some instant coffee with Aaron. Aaron, why don't you tell us where we
6: are and what we're doing here. So we're in uh, Los Angeles at the uh, Sunny Nook Park alongside the LA River. Uh, this is LA River Camp Coffee.
0: Okay, so why don't we uh, we meet our testers. Uh, this is Dale, why don't you introduce yourself.
4: I'm Dale. I am, live the closest to anybody around here. I'm just about a mile away. Awesome. And then Steven?
7: Yeah, I'm Steven. i uh, been coming to LA River Camp Coffee since the beginning. Aaron just posted it on Instagram and I showed up. And I'm ready to taste some good coffee.
0: Nice.
8: Hi, I'm Brandon. I've been coming here about three years now. Uh, I'm local in Highland Park.
0: All right. So Savera, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everyone what you're doing?
3: So I am making the hot water on my little MSR wind burner here, and uh, we are going to try to secretly have them taste the coffee so they don't know which ones they're tasting.
0: Our first coffee is ready. Who wants to Who wants to be the first to give it a taste? <laughs> no one. No one, No one is being super eager about coming up. All right. Here we got Steven.
7: Smells looks dark <sighs> that is pretty generic <laughs> 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 That has like zero flavor it mm-hmm. uh, looks like a dark roast but it doesn't hit like a dark rose <laughs> I mean it's decent it's nothing to write home about
0: okay um, do you have some in your cup as well Dale? I do. Alright <clears throat> Dale what do you think?
4: Well it's hot <laughs> I I go along with that. It's very little it's pretty thin flavor, but it there's a bitterness in the in the back end of it. Though. It's uh I think you'd enjoy it if you didn't have any choice, but uh certainly not a first choice.
1: Okay.
4: Aaron? I'd say this is a classic
6: gross Danny's cup of coffee yeah personally <laughs> yeah okay exactly <laughs> brandon is that what you spot you? on okay. yeah just All right. All right. just
8: diner coffee which is good
2: yeah
9: this is paul um yeah it's yeah diner coffee is perfect
0: yeah i would call that yeah
9: yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. and we haven't met paul yet so why don't
9: sorry yeah i'm paul pasadena and uh this is my first time at camp coffee so glad to be here and and why else are you here Uh, Because uh, Severia is my wife.
0: There you go. You know, full disclosure on all of our coffee testers, just just so everyone knows and honest. All right, guys, do we have enough for a second cup? All right, Stephen, cup two. Ooh.
7: Smells interesting. Doesn't seem that dark, but let's give it a try. Interesting. A little bit better than the other one. Still, the the flavor doesn't really pop as much, but uh, better than the first one,
4: for sure. Cool. Dale? I can't believe this, but you put your nose in it, it smells like a med's bathroom. (laughs) 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 And I'm not kidding, either. Yeah. It's hard to even take a drink of it after smelling it. Oh,
0: goodness. Okay. Well, if you don't want to, you don't have to. We we, we (laughs) don't want that. If you don't want to, you don't have to. (laughs) All right, Paul?
9: This one... This one's actually pretty okay. Yeah? Yeah. I like this one, actually. Cool.
6: Aaron? I would say the smell is pretty bad on this one, but the taste isn't so bad. It's pretty passable, I would say.
8: Cool. And Brandon? Yeah,
6: it's a lot lighter than the last
8: one. The smell, I wouldn't say men's bathroom. It's nutty, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. And I know a couple of you guys
0: backpack like brandon do you backpack yeah. cool what is your usual setup when you're in the backcountry
8: for coffee yeah instant yeah instant coffee i'm, I'm a weight weenie for sure <laughs> like the lighter the better cool. do you have a brand that you normally bring um usually just the starbucks but it's been a while and i know there's a lot of really good brands in like just this last year so this year i'll be looking i think vive is one of them there's a couple so i'll be looking into some new stuff this year nice aaron what about you
6: um, yeah I usually uh, will bring an instant um, or I'll just bring tea and just deal with it if I don't want to deal with the cleanup or anything um, I've used a couple different ones I've used uh, voila and I've used I've tried the overland uh, overland coffee I believe is the brand and um, the voila is pretty good uh, depending on the roaster that you get uh, the vo- I've been happy with the voila but it's it's kind of um, it's just too expensive to do it regularly I, tea is fine in that case yeah you may or may not be having some voila today (laughs) paul what about you
9: um i guess the via starbucks via is kind of standard and i think alpine start we've used before um yeah just instant instant yeah dale do you
0: backpack
4: or are you well mostly hike and uh off-road yeah not backpacking so much i do bicycle camping as well nice what do you bring do you bring coffee along with you when you do that I do. It's pretty much my standard camp coffee. I have always have a grinder and a stove and a pot and uh, grind my own on, on the trip. So it's about the coffee. So that's why I do it that way. It's worth the wait.
0: Awesome. Stephen, what, what about you?
7: Uh, yeah, I do some backpacking. Uh, my normal setup, I will bring uh, ground, good coffee, and uh, my filter setup. Uh, I have done instant before. I usually do a Cafe bustello or Via but um, mostly is pre-ground coffee and have a good coffee on the trail.
0: Awesome. Cup number three. Steven's giving it a smell. It
7: doesn't smell like a men's bathroom like the last one. It's kind of mild smelling. Hmm. Little bitter, not bad for instant. I'd say it's, it's it got a sharp edge to it, but I kind of like a stronger roast, so not bad. Yeah.
4: What these all have in common is color, and I don't know where they get the dark color from, but they don't taste it. This one happens to be uh, have certainly more flavor than either of the other two, and it's more solid. It has one flavor I wish I could identify, but it's one I personally don't like in any ground coffee or any coffee at all. But uh, other people would like it a lot. It's the best-rounded coffee yet. Cool. Paul?
9: Um, it's all right. It's a little tangy for me,
6: but... Uh... I like the second one the best, still. Um,
9: but it's all right, it's good.
6: Aaron? I think I actually like this one the best. Um, it's, I think it's the lightest we've had so far. Um, the body's a little thin, but it's instant, which you're gonna get. I, so far, I think the third one's one I'd go with.
0: Did you try this one, Brandon, or? No, No. Oh, it's very, can we get Brandon to cool. sit?
8: I heard someone say men's bathroom again, so I'm a little... Not, Not
0: this
8: one. Less nutty than the last one, I'd say. Definitely hot. It's mild. It's a good flavor. It's nice. A little lighter. Not Denny's, but not like fancy LA coffee either. But better.
0: Okay, we're on coffee number four. Steven's giving it a good uh, sniff. Severius pouring some into Dale's cup. No uh, discernible
7: bathroom smells in this one. Uh, definitely a um, more bitter finish on this one. Again, they, they all start kind of seem very similar. Like, kind of like a, a bland front and then a, a bitter finish. So, it's kind of, everything's kind of melding together now. Like This is more similar to the last one, but I
4: don't think maybe as good.
0: Dale, what do you
4: think? This is certainly stronger than the last one. It has a really sour, bitter aftertaste, of kind of, kind of bad enough to where you want to wash your mouth out with water <laughs> or brush your teeth. Oh. So Dale, Dale didn't love that one, Paul?
9: Yeah, I would say this is similar to the last one. Um, Still so that that like odd acidity to it. It feels like, but. Um,
0: Aaron?
6: I'd say the flavor is pretty flat on this one. It doesn't have the sweetness that the third one had. Um, I would say I, pr- I probably wouldn't buy this one.
8: Okay. All right. Brandon?
6: Yeah, lighter than the last one. Maybe a little
8: sweet. Maybe like slightly more floral. A little salty even. It's nice. Good. Okay.
0: All right. Our last cup. This is number five, I believe. Right, Jeff? Out. okay some undisclosed but the last cup Steven?
7: smells pretty good
2: mm.
0: definitely um,
7: got a really good flavor yeah it's it's uh, definitely a little bit better than um, all the other ones it's it's got a more fuller body it doesn't seem so shallow on the
4: front end it's pretty good
0: yeah. all right Get to Dale.
4: It's funny because this one reminds me of Starbucks' plan. They made a coffee that had no bad habits, but of course the other side of it was had nothing good to say about it. But this one has nothing bad to say about it, so I'd probably drink it if I, you know, if it was the only thing around. Nice, Paul.
9: Uh, this one's good. I best, best, like smell, uh, aroma. Um, it's a little bitter, but yeah, pretty solid. Cool, Aaron.
6: Uh, this this one I think has the best body that we've had so far. It looks and tastes a bit more like real coffee than flavored water. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the flavor, but I think I would probably see what other things they might offer to find something that tastes good. This tastes like real. This tastes like better coffee to me. Awesome. And then, uh, Brandon. Pretty sure this is the Starbucks.
8: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm betting on Starbucks.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, wow!
8: Big bold words. Yeah, I got three dollars on it. Okay, three dollars. I'm going to
0: go. All right. Well, I think we can uh, we can reveal which ones. Uh... So here are the ones that we had them try. We had them try the Cuju, the Joe, the Via, the Voila, and then the Alpine Start. All right, any of you guys want to try to try to take again or uh, which one one of them was? I'm gonna guess the first one was maybe Alpine Start,
7: and the second one was Via, and then the third one, maybe Joe, fourth one, Voila, and the fifth one,
0: Cuju. Anyone else want to take a stab at it or, or switch that up?
8: I'd go. I'd think I'd go with that. I'm thinking Kooju was number one. Starbucks was last, and in between, I have no idea.
2: <laughs>
8: Paul,
9: um, I'm not sure. I'm going with
4: Starbucks was the last
9: one, though. I think.
0: Okay. Dale,
4: well, I don't drink instant coffee, but I have had Via. Um, it would just be funny if it was Starbucks for the last one, because that's what I called it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It would be okay, Jeff. Do we want to uh, reveal the order? Yeah. So actually, Stephen nailed it. <laughs> did he really? You're kidding. Did he actually get it right? Yeah. In order. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> wow, Stephen. That's uh, that's kind of scary. Almost. That's 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 very impressive, though. Wow. Well, guys. Uh, and so, did you have a favorite, though? That's the yeah. real question.
5: The, the kuju, yeah, I think that was our favorite when we yeah. did our ta- our
0: our not blind taste test. Yeah, we all thought that was that was the best. Although we had the benefit of knowing which one was which, and we knew that it was, you know, I don't know. Do you guys know kuju? Do you know how it works? It's a little different than the others. It's almost a little unfair because it's like a little filter. So there's no, you know, you still have grounds and you still have stuff to get rid of at the end. Also, they went off in the bushes to make it, so you can <laughs> see what they were doing. I, I just thought they were getting river water for us.
3: So. If you bring the filter? (laughs) They won't know. Boil it for a minute. Yeah. Boil it it for an hour.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So uh, I I know some of you already talk about bringing instant coffee. Would any of you like, would any of these make your rotation?
4: If I had to, I'd do the Um,
9: I I mean, I guess
7: I've taken Via before, so I guess I would just still do that. Wait, can we clarify which one tasted like men's bathroom? Was it the Via? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Via men's bathroom. <laughs> Not tasted, but smelled yeah. like. Men's how do you how do you say men's bathroom in Italian? Because that's going to be that's the name sorry. of the uh, Italian uh, yeah.
7: roast, I think.
6: Yeah, yeah I've taken the, the Voila before. Um, I've used it a bunch of times. I've used something similar to the Cuju. It's packaged the same. Imagine it's probably made in the same place. Um, I'd use either one probably. I think the how do you
8: pronounce it Voila. 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 Uh, just because it looks smaller than the other ones and it would fit in my pack better. Yeah, That's, that's about it. <laughs> and looking at all your
0: guys' rigs, they're small. So probably if you were to bring them, voila, you'd just probably bring like a filter and your own grounds, I would assume, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
7: Yeah, I would definitely. I pre-grind and usually take my small filter holder and filter. So, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've
0: taken instant before, but I try to be luxury if I can. Nice. Well, well, thanks again, guys. It's uh, it's been great having you. We really appreciate your uh, your palettes. And uh, the, the moral of the story is it doesn't doesn't seem to matter that much because they all kind of taste the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. We'll have a rundown of all of our coffee taster selections in the show notes, which you can find at almostthereadventurepodcast.com. I asked PB to tell us where we could find him.
1: You can find me on all the streaming stuff uh, under Opus Orange on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Bandcamp, SoundCloud. I know. There's billions All of those others. places.
0: And Instagram and, of course, Oh, uh, yeah, on the social Twitter, medias, too. All those places under, under at Opus Orange, correct? At Opus Orange. He's been doing some great streaming quarantine performances, so you really should check him out. And also, download his newest album, Miles From Nowhere, because it's out. Please make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on social media. On Instagram, at almostthere underscore AP or the Almost There Adventure podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to follow Severia, you can follow her at Adventurous Women, that's Adventure US Women, Jeff at The SoCal Hiker, and me at The Muir Project. Our title track, Almost There, is performed by Opus Orange and is provided courtesy of Emoto. On our next episode, we talk to trail runner and race coordinator, RJ Soria. So don't miss that. As always, thanks for listening and we'll be back in two weeks.